Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Great to see everyone. There are more store sheets here. I'm going to pass them down. Okay. Okay, great to see everybody. We are going to talk about Parshas Todos, and we're not going to talk about Yaakov and Esau, sorry. We talked about Yaakov and Esau a lot, like a lot of years in a row. So I want to talk about something else, but it'll be still something I think very good. So um, that's a terrible way to start a year, sorry. Okay, <laughs> they don't teach us that way in REITs. Um, I'll take that out. I'll, I'll tell my class this week, like, way not to start a year. Um, no, but I think it's actually a very important message. Don't worry, they're going to bug us from the office. Um, but I think, uh, I think an important message, and we'll see. You can tell me, uh, you guys are good at this, at steering our messages to life, and especially to right now, and so you're going to help me as usual. Um, take a look at source number one. Source number one, the very beginning of the parasha, Ve'ila toldos Yitzchak ben Avraham, Avraham holid es Yitzchak. Let's translate that, Pasuk. I know you have a translation there. I know, but you can use it. But I don't necessarily. Generations of Yitzchak, son of Avraham. Good. These are generations of Yitzchak, the son of Avraham. Avraham birthed Yitzchak. Avraham birthed Yitzchak. So besides the fact that that's not physiologically correct, right? But but okay. Okay, so didn't mention Rivka. Rivka holy holy da at Yitzchak. Right? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Good. Anything else about the Pasuk that's weird or unusual? Generations, and it only refers to one generation. Okay, it talks about the toldos. Toldos, we typically translate as generations of or what else? Lineage. Lineage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's, repet- it's repetitive. Children, it's, it seems says, to be. It says then Avraham, and then it says Avraham, Holita. Right, it's at the very least redundant yeah. if it's not actually repetitive. Right? Eila Todos Yitzchak ben Avraham, Avraham, Holita. Yitzchak ben Avraham means Avraham, Holita, Yitzchak. That's what it means. Right, and this is Todos Avraham, if you're saying Eila Todos Yitzchak, Avraham, Holita. Okay, good. Yitzchak, right, meaning Abraham really it's the Toldos of Avraham. Oh, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's also good. Yeah, I didn't think about that, right? This is the Toldos of Avraham. The Toldos of Avraham are Yitzchak and Yishmael. We didn't mention Yishmael, but right, that, these are the Toldos of Yitzchak and Avraham. And Avraham was the father of Yitzchak. Okay, but it doesn't say father of. And if I was a feminist, I'd say it's missing the, missing the mom. mom. Especially because it says that Avraham was the one who right, begat, 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 begat. That's the word you begat. begat, yeah. Begot. Right, he, he had him. He was the father of, physically the father of, right? Good. Okay. I didn't have to say that because wasn't there a question of whether he was really Ooh. the father? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to talk about this. Good. Yes. Excellent. So that's going to be maybe one of the answers to this question is, what are we like over and over doubling down on the, the fatherhood of Avram to Yitzchak? Oh, must be there's some reason why we're concerned about this. Maybe. No. Uh, so we're going to see. But yeah. It's ironic because the Jews, they... Talk about patrilineal descent. Okay. Talk about matrilineal. That's what could come. This this would seem to confirm that. Yeah. But yes, I don't know. I don't know if that's the origin. But okay, good. Also, there's no like punctuation in the Torah usually, but there's not. Avraham's name is twice right next to Avraham. Avraham. Yeah, maybe it's not like Elatul. It's like an Avraham period or semicolon. Avraham holy. It's like maybe they want Avraham's name to be. Double, written doubled up, clause, maybe? right? Right? Maybe? Yeah. This, it, it, it's a very unusually structured pasuk. It's a strange thing to say. Good. 
So that's problem number one we're going to have to deal with. Good. This, the Torah continues with the story by he is husband Rabbi Imshanab Bekachtoas Rivka. He's forty years old when Rivka and he and Rivka get married. Bas Bistuah Harami Bebenan Ram Achos Levan Harami Loli Yishat. But he tells who who Rivka was, who they got married to. Also a little bit funny because we know that already. We found that out last week, right? So we're repeating it. Maybe that's the problem of told us. We're kind of like reminding you of the lineage, but also funny. But also, like, we're shifting now from Avraham's story to Yitzchak's story. Right. So I think that. Right, we're like. Re- sort of like the. the, the like the. Time for the last chapter. Right, last week's. Ep- right, what, no, previously on. Previously on, yes. thank you. Yeah, we, don't, we no longer say last week's. Last week yes. on, we now just, just say previously. Because it could have been five minutes ago that you watched it, right? <laughs> but in the old days, when things came out once a week, so we'd say last week on, right? Um, but right, but it's sort of like a. Bring us back to where we are, right? And then what happens? his wife because she couldn't have children. Hashem listened, and they ha- and she has she becomes pregnant. Becomes pregnant with Yitz- with Yaakov and Esav. So it kind of fits in terms of the toldos, right? In in the sense that mm-hmm. we went from Avram to Yitzchak and Rivka to now Rivka becomes pregnant with two children, and we're going to find out about them a little bit later, not yet. Right? We're going to find out about them as they, as they move along. Fine. Um, good. So that's question number one. Question number one is like, what is the deal with this whole Pasuk number one, and what is it here to tell us? I want to show you now something else. We're going to, going to, more questions. Um, and that's source number two. Source number two is the next parak, parak Chavav. And in Perak Chavav, there are more seats still. Um, in Perak Chavav, we're told another story. Okay? Um, sorry, question number one before we do that. Is there something about this story of Yitzchak and Rifkan, like not being able to have children that sounds familiar? Yeah, Sarah and Avram also couldn't have children. Okay, interesting. Good. Now keep going. Vahira Avaretz. There is a. This is like. There's another. And by the way, tells the Torah. Tells the Torah. Milvad ha-ra'av ha-rishon. Separate from the original ra'av. Avraham. Okay, interesting. Okay, that might just be to tell me, don't think there was an extended famine. This is another famine. And what happens? And Yitzchak goes to Avimelech, the king of the Plishtim, to a place called Gerar. And Hashem comes to Yitzchak. And he tells him, Al tered mitzrayma. Do not go to Egypt. Stay in this land. Why? He just went to Gerar. Why is God telling Yitzchak not to go to Mitzrayim? Because Avram went to Mitzrayim. Because Avram went to Mitzrayim. When there was a famine, where did Avram go? Avram went to Mitzrayim. And, and again, I don't have my map, but I think I'm right that Gerar is southern, right? Mm-hmm. It's going south towards Mitzrayim. Yitzchak is like, Heading in that direction. Did everybody go to Mitzrayim because they were the best at storing stuff for fat? Maybe they become that way later, right? right. But yeah, but yes, yes, there must have been there something there, right? Right. Yeah, it was a more fertile land, etc. Yeah, they 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 did better during famines, presumably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Hashem says him not to do that. Stay here, and I'll be with you, and I'll bless you. I'm going to give you all this land. And I'll fulfill the, the promise that I made to Avraham, your father. And he promises, And I'm going to make your descendants like the stars of the sky. What does that sound like? What he, what he told Abraham. Abraham. Good. Right? 
All of the nations of the world will be blessed through you. Who do you tell that to? Avraham. Sorry, I'm sorry to beat it that right, but this is okay. And why is he doing it? Because Avraham listened to me. Avraham listened to me. Good, and Yitzchak stays in Gar. He does not go to Mitzrayim. Fine. He stays just like he's supposed to. And what happens? And the people started asking about her. And what does he say? He says, hey, that's my sister. He's nervous about how good looking she is. They're going to take her. He says, say it's my, my sister. Why does he do that? Sorry, I'm sorry. Right? This is. Very beautiful women, apparently. Okay, that's a different story. But (laughs) that's what my. They all have to be. No, it just means they understood the the real beauty. They married beauty. But but fine. But no, they probably had the outer beauty also. If it's it's the people of Gerar singing, it's probably outer beauty. But but, what's the point? It's the same story again. Okay? We're going to skip now down where it's. Where it is uh, bolded, He finds a hundred gates, whatever that means, water, you know, sources of water, whatever it is exactly. And what happens? He makes a lot of money. He has a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff. Uh, Avi Melach gives him stuff, so he's very, very rich. Good. And the Plishtim are now and the Plishtim are jealous of him. And then what happens? All of the wells, all of the wells that Avram had dug and Avram's slaves had dug, the Plishtim, who were angry at Yitzchak and didn't like him or were feeling jealous of him, they stuffed them up. They filled them in. So what happens? So what does Yitzchak do? He redigs them. He digs them up again. By he said, "Bumplishim," and the plishim had had, had filled them up. Acharei Mos Avraham, by he called them Shemos, Kishemos, Asher Kara Lehen Aviv. And what names does he call them? The same names that his father called them. Okay, and then eventually Hashem goes in front of them. He says, "Vayomer Anochi Alke Avraham, Avicha Al Tira Kitcha Anochi Uvirachticha Uvirbeisi Zarcha Bavur Avraham Abdi." And Hashem says, "Great, great job." Reveals himself to him again. I'm going to give you a bracha just like I'm giving your father. Okay? And then, last Pasuk, Vayivan Sham Izbeach, he builds a Mizbeach, Vayikrab Hashem Hashem, and he calls him the Hashem Zayn, Vayet Yet Sham Ohalo, and he places his, his uh, tent there, Vayikru Sham Abde Yitzchak Be'er, and, and, and the, the, the servants of Yitzchak make a Be'er in that place. Fine. What, what's, what's the point, or what's happening here? It's copy and paste of what happened to Copy and paste. It's not exactly the same, but it is. But like not particularly <laughs> similar. Particularly similar. And by the way, there are a lot of stories about Yitzhak's life that are not anywhere. By the way, this is like all we know about him. This is, like, this is basically the whole, the whole thing we know about him until we have the story with, with uh, Brochos and then Yitzhak, Yaakov leaves and we stop talking about Yitzhak. We say very little about Yitzhak actually. He's sort of like the unknown of the Avos. There's not a lot of information about him. This is about it. About all we know is that he did all the same stuff that Avram did. Right? Is that good or bad? That he does all the same stuff Avram did? Why, why is the Torah focusing so much on this? I think we don't know yet, right? But it's, 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 it's striking. It is not 
random. The Torah doesn't have to include these stories. By the way, if anything, a lot of the stories that are the same, they could have left, the Torah could have, Hashem could have left out. Right? They're so similar anyways, like to just tell the, the different, the parts that are different. I'm sure the things about Yaakov and Yitzchak that are the same also, but that we don't, the Torah doesn't tell us those things. Right? It's specifically, you know, but here it seems to be specifically focusing on basically only these stories in which Yitzchak seems to do the same things that his father did, and Hashem delivers many of the same messages that he delivered to Avra. Fine. Okay. So those are the two things we have to figure out. What is this Elatolos Yitzchak ben Avram? Avram, holy Yitzchak, why are you focusing on that so much? And what is with the parallel life that Yitzchak seems to live of Av- like with, with Avram, and what, is that, what does that mean for Yitzchak? Yeah? Good. Uh, any other questions before we get some answers? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, this going back to the whole Maya Sharim. Yes. So it's there were not no there were no like Haredi people yeah, there. It's yeah, not <laughs> it wasn't like I wasn't even thinking. Yeah, it's so cool. I don't know why they call it Maya Sharim. So cool. it's, it's called Maya Sharim. Yeah. it's called after this. Why that is, I don't know yeah. why. But um, but it's not a well. He didn't dig a hundred new. No, they're not wells. I don't they're think. Well. I don't know what it is. I don't know what Sharim are exactly. This oh. like cities. Interesting. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm not totally sure. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> Good. Okay, so let's, so let's start with Avram, Holy Des Yitzchak. And if we're going to start with this question, we have to first start with the Rashbam. The Rashbam was going to give us the simplest, basic, you know, not Midrashic answer to this question. Why are we telling me that these are the st- children of Yitzchak, Ben Avram, Avram had Yitzchak, what's going on here? Says the Rashbam. The Fib Shuto, according to the simple explanation, Shal Mikra, of a simple resource number three. Okay, just before, in the end of last week's parasha, what happens? Avram dies, and actually very nicely, Yitzchak and Yishmael bury Avram together. Like he comes back. And they actually, even though he had been banished from the family, he returns. Chazal said that Yishmael does tshuva, whatever that means exactly. He comes back to, uh, to believing in Hashem. And Yitzchak and Yishmael are at least able to work together to bury Avram together at the, you know, at the end of his life. Um, and we're then told at that point the lineage of Yishmael also, right? Um, okay, so what's the simple? So the simple pshat, Avram holds Yitzchak because before it said Yishmael, it called him Yishmael ben Avraham. Asher yalda hagar, hamitrish. And they kind of like, as the Torah described his, Yishmael's lineage, they make sure to tell you the father and the mother, Right? Avalkan Yitzchak Ikar Ben Hayal Avraham Shehu Holid Et Yitzchak Mishtoha Gemura Right? Because Avram Holides Yitzchak What does it not say? Avram Holides Yitzchak Vishmael Right? It's, kind of, it's sort of like If you want to know who is the primary child of Avraham Or who is Yitzchak's primary parent in a certain sense It's, not, it's, it's Avraham or the Avraham and Sarah Right and not to be confused with Avram and Hagar, which is which is Yitzchak's lineage. What? He's the one who's carrying on Avram's exactly, he's the one carrying on the legacy. Exactly. Well, it kind of mess up our religion if they did that. Like, if what? I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of obvious they have to say that and focus on our lineage. That's where we have to go. Right. So it's sort of obvious, but maybe it makes it obvious. Right? Otherwise, we would be like, yeah. let's just make sure we really know. Because by the way. I think I'm right. I don't know. I'm not. I'm no like uh, scholar of the Quran, but if I'm correct, I think the stories of Avram Yitzchak and Yishmael get flipped around in the Quran, right? And like I really y- that Yishmael, I think Yishmael is the one. I don't know exactly the whole story here, 
But you sh- they, they still believe that Yishmael got a bris mila at 13, not 8 days old. That's why they do that to this day, I think, the, 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 the Muslims. Um, but, but also, I think they have Yishmael. Is, it's like a kedas Yishmael, I think, according to them. That he's the one, right? There's a, there's a holiday, I think, they have that has to do with like kedas Yishmael. What? I think so, right? My son would know. Your son would know. So you can verify for us. I don't know anything about the Quran, but I, I think that's correct. And like, they turn Yishmael into the, the chosen son, right? Which right, is it would be not kind correct. Of weird if they had that wasn't the chosen son. No, no correct. But I'm just saying. But, but like maybe this like kind of making it very clear here is we just want to make it clear. I make it clear. Clarify. Avram Holid is three extra words. Right, four words. Avram Holid as it four words. Four words that sort of like make it very clear. But then it should say Sarah in here. That's a good question, also. Right. Like yes, that's a fair question. Like why doesn't mention Sarah? Mention Sarah. Correct. Right. Ah. Putting question one and question two together here. Yeah, correct. This is probably what's going to happen here, right? We're going to see that this, this, this question of why we have to say Avram Holidas Yitzchak and why so many of the stories end up being the same between Avram and Yitzchak maybe, is, maybe they're connected to each other, right? There's going to be a connection here. Look, look continue with Rashi. Mm-hmm. Rashi. Right? The children of Avram, Avram actually has a lot of children. He has Yitzchak, Ishmael, and he gets married again to Keturah. Some say Keturah was Hagar. But then after Sarah dies, he marries this woman Keturah and has more children, actually. You know, we were so surprised when he had so many children when he was 99 or 100. Like, not surprised when he has children, he's like 100 and whatever. You know, much older. Um, 137, at least. So, um, and stop, only Yitzchak, right? The, 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 what the Rashbam is saying, there's a very simple reason. The simple reason is to make it clear who the next in line is, that way it's Yitzchak. We know it already, Kibi Yitzchak, Yikarele Chazara. It's obvious, but it, as we're starting to tell the story of Yitzchak, just a reminder, Yitzchak is the one in charge. If you don't like that, it's not enough for you, that's okay. A lot of the other Mepharshim don't like it. You don't see that as enough either. It's almost like the text is trying a little too hard. <laughs> like it's kind of when your kid comes home and they make up this whole, whole story Okay, good. So you don't like the Rashbam's approach. It's not for you. I say to my kids, it's not your taste. It's not your taste. You know what we say? It's not, it's, it's not for me. It's not my favorite. I, that's fine. We're going to have other, other approaches. Take a look at Ibn Ezra. Start number four. So Ibn Ezra says a little bit different. Ve'ele. Achar shehizkir todos Yishmael. Again, they just told us the whole lineage of Yishmael at the end of last week's part. The part of Chayisar goes through who all, all of Yishmael's children were. So Shav lahaskir todos Yitzchak, and now it's so so did Yitzchak's family, Yishmael's family, fast? Goes through that pretty quickly, right? A couple, a couple, a few lines here, and now we go back to tell you the story of Yitzchak's lineage, lineage Shehem Esav v'Yakov, right? And so meaning Ela told us of uh, the the told us of Yitzchak are you know we're going to tell it right now. We are about to, right? We're, we're going to get there in a, in a minute. We're telling the story of ya- Yaakov and Esav, who are Yitzchak's children. Fine. Omrim, and, and, and then those who say, Kitam holid es Yitzchak. Why is that? Shahaya dome la'aviv. That Yitzchak looked like Avraham. V'choroav ya'idu ki Avraham holido. Anyone who saw him knew, oh, wow, you look just like your, just like your father. My, my father looks, what? Did you mention this last week? Uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, maybe no. something else. And that, that's part of why in um, 
when it says like Shahiskin Avraham or whatever it says that Avraham like got older because him and Yitzchak looked alike. Look alike. So Hashem like asked, he asked Hashem like, can I age? Like, can I age? Can I look different? Because until then, they look the people same. didn't age. They look the same until they died. Oh, interesting. Um, and so then he asked him to age. And when it says that like, he said, can Avraham, whatever the words are, like when it was near the end of his life, he started to look different. He started to look older. So that, yeah. Yeah. so that he wouldn't look like Yitzchak anymore. Oh, interesting. I never heard that. That's very interesting. Does the text tell us what Yishmael looks like? Like. No, we don't know what Yishmael looks like, um, but we don't even know what Yitzchak looks like. But mm-hmm. but but some we're going to see Rashi's going to double down on this. Um, talk about the fact that Avram that Yitzchak looked a lot like like Avram. My father looks a lot like the way his father his father looked, and uh, my f- grandfather passed away relatively young. But my father one time went back to my to his his father's shul for some event. He went back and he walked into the room and he and my my mom told the story like. All the people started looking at him like, <laughs> because also my grandfather never, my grandfather died when he was in his fifties. So he never, he was never old. Right. He was never an old man. So the last time they saw him, he was like in his fifties. And my father looks a lot like his father looked at that age. And so they saw him, they were like, it was like, you know, like heebie-jeebies a little bit for people. Right? So the idea of a person looking just, but like they would see him and say like, oh, you are Sam Crone's son. Like we know, or just by looking at him. Right? So same thing here. Avraham, Holidas Yitzchak, when you saw Yitzchak's face, you're like, Oh gosh! Okay, I know who you are. Right? Like, I know you have to know kids like that, right? Mm-hmm. I know which family you're from, right? Like you can tell right away. Right? Certain kids, like you, just like know who they're. You know what family they're from. So same thing. Avram had that. We're gonna get back to Rashi. You can see that in a second. Um, um, but the but v'yesh omrim. But now there's another shot. Kitam holid gidel veriba. What is gid, holid? Holid doesn't necessarily mean just to physiologically have a child. Right, or be the, the have the same DNA of that child, but rather that he like raised him, right? He raised him, right? Gidel Veriba, he, he spent time with him. Kamo, you will do Abirkeo safe, right? When the, when the Torah tells us later at the very, very end, that Yosef was the first person to see grandchildren, right? Yosef sees grandchildren. Uh, sorry, 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 Yaakov oh. is the first one to see grandchildren. But then Yosef also sees grandchildren, and they talk about them. His grandchildren growing up on his lap, right? What does that mean? It means that he had time to transmit the Messiah to them, right? He could spend time with the children, right? So to be holid doesn't necessarily only mean to physically have the child, but this was the child that you, right, becomes, you active, nurture, nurture and raise, etc. Exactly. And so what's the point, right? So what, what, which child of Yishmael and Yitzchak did Avram holid? Only one of them. Avram holid as Yitzchak. In fact, Yishmael, he kicks out of the house. Right? So he's really only holid as Yitzchak because he actively, the language of holid is a very active language also. He was holid as Yitzchak because he was the one who, who raised him. Right? He, 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 he transmitted something to him. Okay. Next, Chizkuni. Which, by the way, is still doubling down on this who's the next in line. Still doubling down on that point, right? Um, the Chizkuri in source number five says something uh, uh, very interesting. Avraham holides Yitzchak. Ma'asheherich kol kach. What's like, that's like very long language here. Hanun l'fi shelo hizkir kan shem imo. Kegon shehizkir l'mala yishma'al ben Avraham asheyada hagar. It doesn't tell us here the mother's name. V'yamalekin Ha'isi Omer, Ma'ashakasav Yitzchak ben Avram, Hainu, Ayadeh Shegidlo, Bebeso. So what might I say? 
I would say, why do you call him Yitzchak ben Avraham? Maybe not because he's his father. It's sort of the opposite approach. But because he raised him. Right? Someone can raise a child in their house and they didn't actually give birth to them, but they're like your child, right? People, that, that, happens, that happens all the time, right? And they really raised him, right? Right? Moshe goes to live in Basparo's house at the age of two and she raises him and she becomes his ben, right? Av, right? Yitzchak ben Avraham could have been in theory, right? That he just, he was one who raised him and wasn't the one who literally actually gave birth to him. So it doubles down. Don't think that Yitzchak just like grew up in the house and there wasn't anything else. And maybe he wasn't really his, his biological child. No, this is all the way through. He raised him. He was his biological son. All of the pieces, everything is there to explain why he, that he was his father. Okay. Um, Another pshas is the chizkuni. Avraham holid es Yitzchak velo Avram holid es Yitzchak. It was Avraham specifically. Okay. Tavar acher Avraham holid es Yitzchak vichi hu lo holid ela Yitzchak bilvad. What he only raised Yitzchak ela kasav lecha apostok es misha nitgadel bo Avraham. Right. He's the one who. Again, grew up with Avram. The point is, whatever, however you want to read this, all these pshat, what's, what's, the, what's the point here? What's the point the Torah is trying to double down on? All the Rishonim picked this up. They're all bothered by it, but they all give a relatively similar answer, which is? Like the lineage, like to connect. We want to make sure it's clear. We want to make sure. Everybody should know. But Everybody should know. He grew up in a home where he was quite a certain way, I suppose. Yeah. Who didn't grow up in the house in the same way. He did for a certain number of years, but at a certain point not. Right. Such a beautiful message. Like Avraham gets to be, Avraham, he he's the it man. You know, he found God, but that's really not good enough. Like now, you need to pass that uh, torch correctly uh, to your son. It ties really nicely with what you taught us about Moladato and Avraham leaving his upbringing with Terach because you know there's so much and he needs to separate. And now, now he now and now he yeah. and now he does makes his own Moladato. I didn't Correct. think about that. It's very nice. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah. So I told you, you guys always bring it all together. But you're right. Like instead, he breaks free from his Moladato. Right, and now he's gonna. And now he establishes his own. Right. Correct. Correct. Very good. Excellent. Beautiful. Beautiful shot. Rona says. Um, I love it. I love it. Okay, but now let's get to Rashi, because Rashi is going to quote us the full Medrash. And Rashi tells the Fals. Since the Torah told us, Yitzchak, the son of Avram, now it has to tell me, Avram was the father of Yitzchak. Why? Leitzanus means scoffers. La- jokesters, the people who mock, people who like to, right, attack other people. Omrim, Mi'avi Melach Nisabrasara. They said, I'll tell you who this kid is. This. Avi Melach's the son. How do you know it's Avi Melach's son? I'll tell you a very good reason. If you go back to the story of Avi Melach, the last time Avram and Sarah at Avi Melach's house, what happens? Avi Melach takes Sarah, she's in his house for like a week. Hashem comes to him and says, don't you dare touch Sarah. He gives her back. And, and in the meantime, all of the women in Avimech's house are not able to have children. So what happens? So the Torah tells us, Avram davened, and all the, all the women are able to have children. Great. 
And then the starts Shem tells, and then Torah then Tor says, Vashem Amar. And then, by the way, in the meantime, once Avram died for Avimelech's family, actually, before he answers Avimelech, he actually answered Avram, and, and, and Avram and Sarah become, you know, Sarah becomes pregnant. And that's where we learn this whole idea that if a person dies for somebody else, they can answer it first. Comes from this, this, this whole story. But what else do you see happen? The moment Avram and Sarah in Avimelech's house, oh, Sarah becomes pregnant. That was pretty coincidental. Right? So people started to, so the Hever who liked to, mm-hmm. right? Like, stir things up. Right? So I'll take that. We think it's a surprise. He's 100 years old. She's 9 years old. They've been married for all these years, never had children. And only after that one stop where she gets taken from him, who knows what's going on all those days, now she's pregnant? Of course I know what happened. This is, this is not, this is Abimelech's child. So what did Hashem do? He had Ah, right. uh, uh, good. Good, 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 good. Excellent, good. So Lefisha, so, so all these years they were living, they were married, and they didn't have children. Hashem says, no problem. I'll make them look exactly like Avram. So there's no question. No Avraham It's not the Torah saying it. You know, Yitzchak ben Avram, and what does everyone say about him? Avraham holidays. Everybody knows. This is Avram's child. Because he looks just like him. And if you want to just double down on that idea, look at the Balaturim. Tells us a nice gematria. Holid. The word holid have to, 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 to birth him in, the, in gematria is dome. The same. The word dalid vav mem. Hey, if you, do the, you can do the math at home. But holid and dome, it's the same, it's the same gematria. It ends up, uh, actually, it's not so hard. Dalid and Dalid, Hey and Hey, Vav and Vav, and then Lamed and Yud is 30, plus 10 is 40, and Mem is 40. So it's the same, it's the same uh, valuation. The word Holid and the word Domen. Right? He, ha- he had him, meaning they look the same. They look the same. Fine. So Rabbi Soloveitchik asked the question. He says, who cares? They're making fun of him? Who cares to make fun of him? Why do I care? People make fun of people all the time. People specifically make fun of the people who stand up and lead and do unique things. And right, that, that's, that's part of life. Right? Whenever you're, you're, you're going to be a person who's going to be out in the open, so people are going to attack you. And they're going to say things about you. Whether they're true or not true, they're going to say things about you. Right? And that's just life. So why do I care about the late Saneh Hador? Hashem has to make a nace. I mean, it's, not a, I mean, it's a nace, but it's, like, you know, it's also natural. But to make sure for sure that his... Right, the, the face looks the same. Why do you have to do that? So, and, and secondly, the argument doesn't even make sense. Because you mean, Avram didn't have, couldn't have children until now. Avram had a child already. Right, so who, do you have answers to that? And again, you know, but, but, but the, the bottom line is, why are they, who are we so bothered by? Yeah. <laughs> right. So how, right, we want to make sure that yeah, yeah, that's a good point also. Good. Good. So so of course we've already touched upon this. That what's clear is that what's happening in, in Yitzchak's life is that we're seeing that this is not about a person having the physical legacy of his father. It's about whether Yitzchak is going to kind of maintain the spiritual legacy of his father. Right? Take a look. I'm gonna show you uh, this is not, the Rav asked this question actually in the, the Sefer called Chamesh Drashot, called the Rav Speaks, which is like the uh, different talks that he gave at Mizrahi conventions about Zionism. 
Um, but the, it was a lot of these pieces were, were brought in also the that that chumish the chumish misoras harav that great chumish I've seen I've shown you before where they just took all these different ideas from the rav which he said about the parsha and they put them all in big chumish and they put them all right right in the spot. So I, I quoted you a couple pieces from from there. So take a look at source number eight. So <coughs> when Av, when Yitzchak goes and he redigs the wells of his father, take a look what Rashi's what uh, Rashi what Rabbi Salavichik says as follows. According to some source number eight, I'm in the second line. According to some, Genesis 21.6 is translated as follows. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone that hears will laugh on account of you, right? He's called Yitzchak. People are going to laugh about him, right? There you go. <laughs> Rashi and Unklos tender the word, render the word not as laughter, but as joy. Right? They're going to laugh and be so happy for her. Other commentators, among them Jonas and Benoziel, translated the word laughter literally. People laughed at the event. They did not believe that Isaac would inherit Abraham, that he, a young lad of the new generation, would continue to carry out Abraham's vision and laws, and that he would engage in building altars and calling on the name of God, meaning the attack on Avraham, on Yitzchak, maybe was not as much. They think he's not the son. He knows the son. But what was the attack on the says the Rav? It wasn't an attack on, oh, it's not really his physical child. The attack was, how in the world is someone else going to keep this up? Avraham fought against the whole world. The next kid's going to do the same thing. Avram was unique. How can Yitzchak do this? And they made fun of him. It's not going to happen. When Abraham dies, people said, his entire philosophy will perish. His altars will be dismantled. They did not hate Isaac. They simply belittled him. They laughed. They derided. But they did not hate. Years passed. Those who were wont to laugh at Isaac and, and the hopes that Abraham pinned on him suddenly began to ask, is Isaac really sincere in his efforts to resuscitate Abraham's work? What is going on? They rubbed their eyes. Isaac was indeed continuing with Abraham's enterprises. He was fighting for the same ideals, doing the same things as his father had done. The laughter ceased. They stopped making jokes on Isaac's account and began to fight against him. In place of derision came jealousy and hatred. The scoffers of the time, the late Hador, who were wont to bandy jokes, stories, and slanders by Abraham and Sarah, suddenly became the wicked of the time who thought to crush Isaac. Now they recognized his existence. Now they felt hatred and jealousy. So what did they start to do? They fill in the, they fill in the, the wells that, that Avram had made, right? And they dare him to redig them, right? Jealousy, as usual, leads to oppression and persecution, but also brings about respect. They began to hate Isaac, but they also began to respect him. In his, in his attitude towards Isaac, we may discern the first victory of Abraham's house. It is better to be an object of jealousy and hatred, which lead to respect, than an object of pity, which is always accompanied by derision and contempt. Jealousy, as usual, leads to oppression and persecution. Uh, sorry. And, and now look at the next piece. Fine, so let's stop there for a second. Uh, I just want to show you, just go down another paragraph where it says twice the Philistines, twice the Philistines fought with Isaac over his wells. And only the third time did he dig without contention. This invented symbolic of the cynicism surrounding Abraham's teachings and ideas. The filling of the wells represents the Philistines' mistaken assumption that with Abraham's death, his work was at an end. Isaac would pay no attention to wells dug by his father, to the spiritual approach he preached and practiced. Right? He'd be a new age kid who's not going to listen to what his dad had done. Right? Um, but Isaac continued digging his father's wells. He committed himself to ensuring that his father's legacy would continue rather than collect dust in the annals of history. What the Rav is saying is that all these stories, right, and he talks about it more, all these stories of Yitzchak doing the same as Avraham, it's actually kind of difficult to do mm-hmm. if you're a child. Right? To do the same thing your father did is something that most kids, certainly teenagers, 
don't want don't want to do. Right? Exactly. The more it looks the same as what you're doing, the more they're going to want to not do it. Right? And it's actually a very big challenge, right, for us always for next generations. Thank you to 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 try to somehow model for our children without forcing them to get them to have interest in doing the same things that we do because they want to, not because they feel that they have to, right? But that's actually the biggest challenge of Chinuch. And I used to laugh when people used to say, I had little kids, they said, read my crone, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. I was like, you know what? This is hard, little kids. Mm-hmm. And then I have big kids. And, and I get it. And I actually understand what they mean. Um, but yeah, then I have big enough. I know, it's getting worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get even harder. I know. And then they'll be even, they'll be my age. And then I don't know what. But yes, it just gets, right, goes further. Um, but, but the point being that the, the, we look at Yitzchak sometimes, right? And we're like, see, he's so unoriginal. He's so not unique. He does the same. First of all, he doesn't do exactly the same as his father. And we're going to see in a second. He doesn't do exactly the same as his father. But even when he does, that takes a certain right, strength right, to be a person who says, I'm not going to just do it, right, the cool new thing. I'm actually going to do the thing that I think is right, even if it happens to be the same as my father. Right? Even if it's the same as my parents, which maybe isn't quite as cool, right? and not quite as you know, where we want to be, nevertheless, you're gonna, I'm going to do it anyways. That actually shows a, a triumph to a certain extent for Avram and a triumph for Yitzchak. And that's why Yitzchak, Zemida, Avram is chesed. Avram brings newness to the world. Right? He's showing chesed to the whole world. What's Yitzchak's midah? Gevura. Gevura. gibor. Hakovesh is Yitzchak. To be a gibor means to sometimes hold back. And sometimes do the things that you're supposed to do, even if they don't feel as exciting. Right? To do the things that are the right thing to do, even when they won't get me on Facebook. And they're not going to be as exciting. And they're not going to be as new. But they're going to be the right. Mm-hmm. And, and that takes tremendous gavura at times to sometimes say, not always, you don't want our kids to be cookie cutters of us. But to, but to, to be able to say, actually, I, I want to tap into that. That which came before me is a tremendous gavura. It's hard. It's not so easy to do. And that Yitzhak is celebrated for that midah of being willing to do that. And that maybe is why the Torah goes out of its way to tell us over and over again how much Yitzhak was like his father. Not because he wanted to be just the same as him, because it was maybe hard to be just the same as it, but he decided that it was worth it. And he wanted yeah. to be that. And it's only because of Yitzhak's willingness to do that, and then he has two children, right? Again, another one who has to fight again. And then Yitzhak finally has multiple children who are willing to do the same thing. And now we can turn into a nation. But if it wasn't for Yitzhak's kvura, then, then that, that pipeline would have been broken. And then we wouldn't get the Yaakov for his kids. Could have just been like a flash in the pan of introducing Gone. monotheism to the world. And that made it even that much more harder because there were probably people around who were like, okay, that guy, Abraham's gone. <laughs> like we can go back to Who would stop at this already? Like, no monotheism thing, yeah. yeah. And so for it's let's keep on doing that. Like, And that's, and in the story, when Avram was alive, like what this was just sharing about the, the hatred and jealousy and, well, not derision and contempt, but... Did Avraham deal with that in his generation? Or was that just something that Yitzchak was dealing with? Well, Avraham is, I mean, we don't know exactly, but he fights the four kings and the five kings. Like he, he's, there are people out to get him. Mm-hmm. You know, that we know. Um, but he definitely looks different from everybody else that we know also, mm-hmm. right? He, Hashem tells him to give a bersamila. Adam and Farshim, he didn't want to do that. We're going to look at him funny. Right? There's a lot there. Yeah. In terms of Avraham, Avraham is Avraham by Ivri. He's different from the whole world. Mm-hmm. But Avraham chose that. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, that Avram chooses it and Yitzchak is born into it. Mm-hmm. And that's much harder. I think that's much harder. Mm-hmm. To be born into it is much harder than to choose it. Right? It's a much harder thing. So like, you know, I, I think the, the value, 
so much. Yitzchak is just like, we just like, and also he seems really, Yitzchak gets like duped by Yaakov and Esau at the end of his life. So like, we don't look up to Yitzchak in that way because he, he doesn't seem to be that new. And we like things that are new. But there's a certain value, right, to someone who's able to say, I'm not going to like do what's new. We all do that. All of us, as much as we like to think that we're new. We do a lot of the old. That's who, that's who we are and what we've been doing. And there's an, there's an element of it. I just want to show you one last piece where, where he doesn't do the same. Okay? Right at the end, he builds a Mizbech and he calls out to Hashem. And, and the Rav points out, the second to last paragraph there, Isaac realized right, that... Um, it was insufficient sorry. to reopen. Go, before that though, just go a few lines above. This is more than a story about wells. The Torah is teaching us that Isaac only drew water from the wells that his father had dug. He had not dug his own wells. He had not yet developed a unique religious approach. At this point, God promised to bless Isaac and multiply his seed, but only for the sake of Abraham. Right? That's what we saw before. Because of your father, I'll do the same for you. But Isaac realized it was insufficient to reopen Abraham's wells. He had to dig his own. At the moment that he built his own altar and called in the name of Hashem, that's the last thing that we said we saw, developing an edifice and an approach of his own, then God was no longer merely the God of Abraham. Later, when God appears to Yaakov, what does he say? He identifies himself as Elokei Avram and Elokei Yitzchak. Right? When Yaakov has the dream next week, he says Elokei Yitzchak. In the introduction to Shimon Esrei is phrased, Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. Right? And not simply Elokei Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. Why? This wording is meant to convey that Isaac and Yaakov each did not merely reflect Abraham's worldview. They broadened and deepened it. Though based on Abraham's trailblazing, Isaac and Jacob's individual approaches to God were distinct. Right? So the Rav wants to point out, let's not, let's not pigeonhole Yitzchak to only just doing exactly what his father did. He maintained his father's Misora while expanding it in his own way. Also, which I think is obviously the balance we're looking for. But I think it's very important because we so often look at Yitzchak as, you know, passive. He's the, he's the guy who's sacrificed. He's the guy who sits quietly while his children mess around and he doesn't step in. He's, he's seen as very passive. But at the same time, he's actually the person who has the gvura to continue his father's way with all the, those attacked him and all those who went after him. Actually, just as a good point, we don't see Avram attacked as much as we see Yitzchak attacked. Right? Yitzchak really is attacked more directly. And I think it's important. I think, and I think we are living at a time also where we're seeing that need to kind of like buckle down and, and connect back to Misora. I think the main, right, one of the main, we had a speaker last night, he spoke about, uh, you know, helping children, little kids during this time. And she said, it's one of the things you can do. And we have this opportunity to talk about history. Shamda has become a very, very powerful song right now, right? Reminding our kids. It happens to us all the time, unfortunately. And it's happening to us again, but we stick to it. And if we stick to it, we can, we can get through it. And that's a very valuable, that, that, that takes kavura to stand strong and to connect back to who we are and to our grandparents were and our great-grandparents were, that's a very powerful message for us. And I think that you know, sometimes we get so excited about the expans- expansiveness, and we need that too. But we also need the, the Gevura to kind of stick back and be a Yitzchak. And maybe now is a, a Yitzchak moment for us a lot also to connect back to that, I think is something to think about also. Okay? All right. Thanks. Okay.